Welcome back to the Senior Living Marketing Success Podcast. In today's episode, I have a conversation with Evan Friedkin. Evan is the head of business development for Rubrik, and I personally just wanted to know more about Rubrik. I see their name everywhere, and I wanted to know more about what they do. But in the middle of our conversation, Evan and I really started talking about an article that came out uh, at the end of last year from Senior Housing News that talked about how more than one-third, about 35% of U.S. adults do not know how they view the aging services sector. That is how the article worded that. So basically, 35% of U.S. adults aren't really sure what their opinion is on senior living. And so one thing that Rubric is doing is really focusing on that, is, is trying to help communities go after those people and help those people make better decisions. I really enjoyed this conversation with Evan, and I think that you will too. Welcome back to the Senior Living Marketing Success Podcast. I'm really excited about this conversation that I'm going to have with Evan Friedkin. Evan is the head of business development for Rubric. And so, Evan, um, thank you so much for hopping onto this podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks. Thanks for having me. So, I want to know more about um, Rubric. So, if you could just give me kind of a breakdown about um, who you are and why you know why the communities that work with you tend to get uh, more qualified leads. I'd love to know more about that. Yeah. So the the idea of Rubric came from. Um, this this feeling or this thought that uh, everybody should have access to the right resources and information that they need to help them through a highly complex emotional, oftentimes medical decision. Um, and we've all been in that position where we have had to make an emotional or, or even a medical decision and we get sucked into this period where we have to do our own research. And what happens for most people when they are faced with a decision that they haven't had to make before, that they don't have a whole lot of experience with, um, is they tend to go to this thing called Google. Um, and they start typing in questions that, cup, that pop into their head. Um, and I don't know if you've ever Googled something emotional or something medical that you're trying to figure out you get sucked down this rabbit hole very quickly. Four questions in, you find out that you've got a terminal illness. Yeah. Um, yeah. A sore throat turns into cancer in about five seconds. Exactly. And it, yeah. it becomes very overwhelming very, very quickly. And what ends up happening is it becomes so overwhelming. It's easier to just say, you know what, I'll deal with this later. And so it doesn't matter what kind of decision it is for us. It's specific to senior housing which is a very emotional, very medical sometimes, or just, you know what, we'll just stick with highly emotional. It's just a highly emotional decision that people probably only ever have to face two, three times in their life. So they don't, they're not experts at it and everyone's familiar with Google. So that's where they go. And so our thought was, well, what if there was a tool that asked a few questions Um, And then based on the way you answer those questions, it serves up the resources that are needed to help you make an informed decision. Uh, And what we find is that 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 is kind of the way a lot of people want to get their information. And so if if they can stay off Googling and stay off of getting sucked into that 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 rabbit hole, it it allows them to feel more comfortable and it allows them to take a more informed, more confident next step. Um, And so that's kind of why we created what we do. Um, 
and so that's that's basically what the tool is. So it's it's an assessment. Yeah. It lives on a provider's website, and it's just designed to help their consumers that are seeking them out get the answers that they need to to feel comfortable and confident to have a conversation with a sales director. I would think that if I was a sales director and my community website had rubric on it, I, I it seems like I would you know obviously be dealing with people who were. Um, Maybe they they already knew some answers to to popular questions. It seems like they would they would enjoy their jobs more because they're dealing with people that that just have more knowledge. Does that make sense? Like they have more knowledge about what's going on because they've used your survey. Has that been your experience when talking with some of your partners? Yeah, I think it comes down to one of the things that I always like to say is an educated prospect is a great prospect. Um, you don't have to spend the time doing this and. And what I'm about to say, I'm not saying do it in a replacement of a discovery call. This is not designed to replace those discovery calls. This is actually designed to enhance the discovery calls where if they haven't gone through the tool or if they haven't done their research, the questions become very um, high level. They're, they're surface level type questions. And it also can potentially put the prospect on the spot because they don't know what questions are getting ready to come up. But when they go through the tool, it allows them to think through all the different topics that are involved in this decision uh, in the comfort of their own home, at their own pace. They can do their own research along the side. Um, It builds that comfortability. They don't feel like they're going to be put on the spot. And so when they do finally come over to the sales team, that sales team has a report. They can see the answers to all those questions and it allows them to go a lot deeper. And that that first discovery calls becomes much more personalized. They can hone in on a few areas because like you said, the prospect knows more um, and it's just an easier conversation. So yeah, I, th- I think you're right. And that's, that's what we're hearing uh, across the board. Yeah. I just think, I just, it just seems like I would, I would, I don't know. There's the, the phrase enjoy my job more sounds, sounds, sounds wrong, but you know, cause we, we all love working with seniors and that's why we're in this industry, but it just seems like it would maybe make your job um, better because, you know, you have um, a lot of kind of information before the discovery call, like you're saying, and it makes the prospect feel like, you know, it, it seems like they would, the prospect would be able to connect faster to the sales director because they already have all this information about them. Where if I just submit a contact form on your site and I say, hey, I want to schedule a tour, then it's, you know, just seems like there would be a big gap between that and between someone who's using a survey like rubric. Yeah. And I think there's a, there's a place for both. Uh, not everybody's going to want to answer the questions in our assessment. Some people are going to be in the mindset of, you know what, it's easier to pick up the phone and talk to somebody. And I want those people to pick up the phone and talk to somebody because <laughs> I truly believe the best interaction any prospect or consumer can have with any of the communities out there is to talk to somebody. Um, but our, ours is really designed for those people that are like, no, I'm not really sure. I'm not comfortable enough yet to talk to somebody. Um, I'm really just trying to find some information. Um, and then that's, that's who we're trying to get, um, to, to your point, I think getting back to kind of how does the consumer view it, um, from having shared this report, I got to talk to a consumer, to a prospect of one of our clients, Um, he actually is looking for a community for his mom, but he owns an active adult community. And so he went through our assessment on one of our clients' websites. 
Um, and then reached out to me and I asked when I realized that he had gone through and that's how he had heard about us. And I said, can you tell me about the experience? I'm curious and love to know from a, directly from you what it was like. He said, well, here's the thing. I thought the experience was amazing, which is why I'm calling you to ask if I can add it to my active adult community. <laughs> The thing that I didn't like was when the salesperson called me and then proceeded to ask me three or four questions that I had already answered within the assessment made me feel like they didn't read it and didn't pay yeah. attention. And I thought it was going to be an experience. Uh, the first experience that I've had where I was like, oh, they now know my story. I don't have to tell it again. Um, and then he had to tell it again because I didn't read yeah. the report. Um and so I think if the sales teams get those reports and read them, I think you can have really great conversations because it helps move people along much quicker um, and they're more comfortable doing it. How would you say that rubric defines success? I mean, you know, you all are a business. So I think part of it is, you know, hey, success for a business, right, is to make more money and, and sign as many deals as we can. But um, is there anything else that, you know, you look to besides just the financial bottom line where you think, you know, when five, 10 years from now, here's why I see rubric, here's, you know, I, I want it to be, you know, successful in this way. Kind of how, how would you answer that question? What does success mean to rubric? Yeah. So I think if you were to ask me today, it's going to be, I mean, we, we were not built to be a sales and marketing tool for communities. That wasn't, that wasn't even in, in the cards when we were building it. Um, we were, we were built for the sole purpose of making sure that we were able to help people think through these decisions and get the help they need sooner. Um, and so our, our measure for success, and one of the things that we look at constantly is how many people are we helping every month? Um, January of 2020, what, are we, what year are we in now? 2022. <laughs> yeah. Uh, January of 2021, we, we were helping about 4,000 people a month. Um, fast forward a year, and now we're up to almost 9,000 a month. Um, and so as those numbers continue to increase, every single person who completes our assessment in a month is a family that we've helped. Um, and so basically that's where we look for over the next foreseeable future, but over the next few years, it's going to start morphing into not just senior living, but any highly complex emotional medical decision, or just any highly complex emotional decision. We want there to be a rubric for that. Um, yeah. We want it to be synonymous with, oh, this tool helped me not delay my decision any longer. It helped me get what I needed to feel comfortable and confident to, to get the help I needed, not to stick my head in the sand. So that's, that's kind of how we measure success, other than just the, we want to be in as many, many places as possible, right. because that's ultimately how we get more people going through it, sure. so, um, which yeah. is how we made the shift from helping consumers directly was we need to partner with the people that were already helping them. So, so you said, um, January of 21, you were, you know, 4,000 people a month. And then I think you said January of 22, it was, it was 9,000. It basically doubled. Yeah. Yeah. So do you think, would you say, you know, I guess maybe like a two part question was you think COVID was kind of a contributing factor to that. And the fact that so many communities were focusing more on things online and then, you know, maybe part two is. Um, did you see maybe kind of a trend overall with communities who are looking at, you know, thinking, okay, there's a lot of stuff, you know, in person, we can't do anymore. We just got to think more about like online stuff. Did you see kind of an overall shift towards, you know, trying to look at more things digital? 
So I, I think it's a combination. Um, I think a piece of it may have been that, um, that COVID played a little bit part of it. Um, I think back in 2020, it forced the industry to look more digital, um, as you just kind of mentioned. Um, a, ma- a major part of it was, we, I mean, we effectively doubled in size. So meaning our, our client count basically doubled. And so when our client count doubles, our kind of performance from number of families helped doubles as well. Um, so I think that's a huge part of it. Um, but I think another part is I think as we continue to work with more and more communities, they become more creative in the ways of getting our tool in front of their audience. So historically, we were primarily just used as a tool that was placed on the website. Um, But now we have a lot of communities because like you said, COVID forced them to figure out, okay, what other ways digitally can we engage our audience? And so looking at email campaigns, looking at virtual tours, looking at all of these different things that are happening digitally, they're finding ways to actually get our tool out in those channels. Um, because they've realized that it's not just a good tool for the website visitors. It's also a really good tool for their existing databases um, because it's able to re-engage leads that maybe they haven't talked to in several years. Um, and so now you're even doing we some like some, some database reactivation. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, I didn't even think about that. That's cool. Yeah, we, we, had, we did a study with a client where we looked into their move-ins over the past six months and they had about 30 move-ins, 19 of which were people that they hadn't talked to in over a year. Just and by simply sending our tool. Yeah. Sending that, wow. That's a great case study. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're working on it. <laughs> so yeah. it's going to be coming out soon. That's awesome. Yeah, let me know when that comes out. I want to I see that. That's, yeah. that's fantastic. Yeah. Um, so if I'm, if I'm, you know, a... Uh, Sales marketing director. If I'm a VP of marketing um, for a senior living community, and I'm I'm listening to all this, it sounds awesome. So I'm kind of thinking maybe I should put rubric on my site, um, but maybe there's someone thinking I don't know. It just sounds it just sounds like it's it's a survey asking questions. Um, e- even though with all the numbers you've told me, I don't see why you would question that anymore. But um, we had talked before about you know this senior housing news article that came out and it had. A, a stat in there talked about um, 35% of the population had like no opinion on senior housing. And you had talked about how one thing you all are trying to do is go after that 35%. And so talk, talk to me a little bit about kind of your thought process behind that. Um, Cause I think that's, that's a, a, that's a huge number of people. And I think, you know, that reason alone is a reason to, to get this on your side. If this is helping with that 35%, this is a no brainer. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, I appreciate you bringing that up. That is, that is something that has motivated us for since we started. Um, we know the 45% who have a positive view are going to be the ones that turn to you immediately and fill out a contact form. They have no problem having those conversations with you and, and ultimately moving in. Um, and that's, uh, 40, I think it was 45% have a positive view. Uh, 25 or so have a negative view and they, they may never move in that they may be forced to move in. Who knows that you're never going to win everybody. No, nobody, you don't, you ever get hundred percent of the population, <laughs> but that, that percentage, the 35% who are unsure, just don't know how they feel about aging services is a massive mass. That's over a third. That is a lot of people that just don't have an opinion. And so usually they're the ones who are researching. 
they're the ones that are looking to you because you have a community down the street. Maybe they had a friend that stayed that that moved into your community, or maybe they've got a family member that moved in. Just because they are unsure does not mean they are not looking to you for help. Whether they they're probably the ones that are not reaching out um, because they are unsure. There's this uncertainty that does not give them the confidence to say, "I'm ready to talk to somebody." But they're looking for something. They something is going on at some point in their life where where they may have to turn to you and you might be that first search. They may Google XYZ senior living because you're down the street and they're probably going to skim right over your contact form. They probably won't schedule a tour and they probably will not pick up a pick up the phone and call. They fall into this category that we've typically called like anonymous browsers or data gatherers um, who will try to do their own research. Um, they're the ones that are more than more than likely going to get sucked into that Google funnel that spirals out of control very quickly. And so the opportunity for providers is how do we get the right resources in front of those eyes to get them to feel comfortable enough with the provider and preemptively answer a lot of the questions that either they knew they had going in or didn't even know they had when they started. Because as you know, when you start Googling these types of things, or when you start looking into these types of things, other questions start bubbling up. And so the opportunity comes down to content, is how do you get the right content that speaks to this audience, builds up their their confidence to be able to say, you know what, I'm, I'm ready to have that conversation. And so there's a lot of ways you can do it. Blog posts are great. Um, Ebooks are great. Um, Social media, posting pictures about what it's like in your community are all great. Um, Obviously, our tool is designed to address that 35%. And so one of the things that we're noticing is the ratio isn't exactly, but when we look at the websites that we get added to, I know we're getting that 35% because one of the metrics that I tell everybody who ever works with us to expect is the second we're added to that website, we're going to give you a 20 to 40% lift in lead volume. That was the number we started saying from pretty much the first year because we saw it happening time and time again. And then when Senior Housing News released this article and said 35% are unsure, and I realized that was smack dab in the middle of our metrics that we told set expectations on, I'm like, maybe that's who we're talking to. <laughs> it's the people who are unsure. Yeah. So the, the two numbers, they, they just meshed up so well. Um, and it's because our focus is not to convert a lead. It happens, but it's not to convert a lead. It's to get them the resources, which is what that audience wants. And so then it feels with, you know, if I'm, if I'm the prospect, if I'm the adult child and I use your tool, you know, and I look at five other communities, but you know, your site's the only one that has this on there. It, it feels like I'm creating a relationship with you that I really don't have with the others. So it, you know, that alone to me, I can definitely see how that would increase, you know, um, traffic to conversions and lead to lead to conversions. Um, just because I feel like I've got that connection with you, unless you call me and ask me the same questions that I just answered on the survey, then that, uh, you know, it undoes everything. Yeah, you did so well, and then you ruined it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, I, I, I love this idea. Um, because one thing that we we talk about all the time is in your marketing collateral on your website, you've got to stop talking about yourself and you've got to start talking about the problems that these seniors and their adult children face. And what I love about your tool is that 
it's all focused on, you know, asking them questions um, and getting information from them and then, you know, providing them um, resources that will actually help them, not just, you know, a brochure that's got 40 bullet points about all the amenities that you offer. Um, there's a, there's a time and place for that, but I, I certainly don't think that, you know, a first time visitor on a website, that's probably not what they need to see. They need a tool like yours. Yeah. Or, or just different tactics that kind of get at it. And, and the, the, the way that it's happening. And I think salespeople do this intuitively when they're having face-to-face conversations, which is using the, the concepts of motivational interviewing which is, or what, what our background is, which is medical shared decision-making. Um, and there's really three key components that need to happen for this audience to help move them forward and incite action, which is really the first one is understanding the facts at hand. What's out there? What are they? What do they do? All that stuff. What's going on in my situation? So the external facts as well as the internal facts. And then the other one is understanding their values and preferences. So not just what amenities do we have, but understanding what is it that they hold important, allowing them to share it. Um, what are their activities? What, what do they enjoy doing on a good day? What does all of that look like? Once you have all that, you're able to then what is called in the medical decision aids world, which is illuminating the path ahead. Basically saying, here's what the next steps could look like. Here's a, here are the options that might be a good fit. You don't have to, they might, they're probably not perfect, but here's something to point you in the right direction narrowing down the suite of options that they have to choose from. It could be as simple as once you share this report with us or you share your information, you're going to get a call from a sales director. That conversation will be about 30 minutes to an hour. They're going to be asking you these types of questions. Eliminating that uncertainty becomes very, very important because the reason people don't make a decision or move is because they don't know what's going to happen next. Um, and so from a sales perspective, always, always, always lay out what those next steps look like from a digital perspective, always, always, always lay out what those next steps look like. So the moral of the story is do not let your prospect or your consumers be confused about what comes next. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. No, we, we think on the exact same wavelength there. I mean, it's too often, you know, we will look at websites and there's no clear next step. You know, about us, learn more is not a clear next step. Um, there, there needs to be something more definitive. Um, this has been just a fantastic conversation. I've loved learning more about um, Rubric. If, if I'm listening to this and I'm thinking, I want to get Rubric on my site, I, I at least want to see a demo of this and see what it looks like. Um, where could I go to do that? Yeah, if, you, uh, if, if somebody falls into that category, feel free to just send me an email. It's just evan at rubric.com. So it's E-V-A-N at, so the at sign, uh, rubric, R-O-O-B-R-I-K.com. Um, or you can just go to our website. Um, there's a demo button there that you can either check out the tool for yourself if you don't want to talk to me because I completely understand it. Not everybody's ready to talk to a salesperson. I do sure. practice what I preach. Um, <laughs> so if you can go through it on your own. Um, but I do, there's a little chat feature. So if, if you've got any immediate questions about it, feel free to just hit, hit me up there. I am, it is actively manned by me. So, so happy to engage with you there as well. So really wherever, or LinkedIn, um, all over the place. So. I'm around. Evan, thanks so much for your time. I really enjoyed this. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me, Luke. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Senior Living Marketing Success. Before you go, I just wanted to talk about something that 
uh, we've just released a few weeks ago. It is a new tool for people who are hiring. Um, so go to hirefaster.io. That's hirefaster.io. And if you are in charge of hiring people or if you know someone who is trying to hire people right now, but they're just having problems handling all of the applicants that are coming in, we've built a tool that will really help them. So go to hirefaster.io and just click on the button that says view the demo.